Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. Well, hello, friends. How are you? I hope you're doing awesome on this. uh, Well, when this airs, it will be a Tuesday, but I'm recording this on a Wednesday, a couple weeks ahead. And uh, I was just actually at a training, a business development training, and there were some some really, really juicy, amazing takeaways that I wanted to share with you in today's podcast. And it all had to do with this conversation around selling. Now, as a practitioner, you probably don't think of yourself as a salesman, but you kind of are. You're selling yourself, you're selling your services, you're selling what you do. But here's the thing. When you have that mindset, which is probably good that you don't, but when you have that mindset of selling, i.e. I need to reach a sales goal or I need to you know, have X number of dollars in the bank, when your energy is focused on that outcome, people are going to feel that. They're going to feel that energy shift that it's not about them. It's about you. It's about the dollars. It's about converting someone into your high ticket program. It's about, you know, converting someone over into buying some supplements that you need to clear off your shelf. Now, I'm sure that none of you all do that, but I do know of practitioners that, that operate like that. And it's sad to me. It's heartbreaking to me. But what I want to talk to you about today is this conversation around how do we have the conversation about selling, quote, in other words, giving someone the offer to not to work with you, I guess I was going to switch my sentence around there, but giving someone the opportunity or the offer to work with you instead of relying on Dr. Google or going off and trying to do it on their own. That sometimes can get awkward. And I hear this feedback from practitioners often where they say, I'm not comfortable talking about the money piece. I'm not comfortable like offering, telling them what they need to do and how much it's going to cost, et cetera. So that's the conversation I want to have with you today is how do we reframe that so that it isn't about selling. It's not about money that, that kind of has nothing to do with it. But hear me out. I'm going to I'm going to paint a little story for you today, okay? We're going to go on a little journey together. So first, let's have some context. When you think of the word sales, be honest. Like what do you think about? You probably think about like the, you know, salesman at, you know, Best Buy that's trying to like sell you into a TV or a car salesman, you know, that's trying to sell you into the latest and greatest gizmo ridden car that you're never even going to use half of what's on there. Right. So you're probably thinking about it like that and selling by definition, I suppose, is really trying to convince someone to make a decision that benefits you. You're trying to sell them. You have a thing. You're trying to get them to buy your thing. And I'm going to tell you all the great things about the thing so that you'll buy the thing. And then I win. Doesn't matter if you win, I win. I mean, how many of you have bought something online? I'm so guilty of this happens in the middle of the night. If I was being really honest, but how many of you bought something online and it looks like it's a great thing. And then you get it and you go, what the heck just happened? Like, this is a piece of shish. What, what, what happened? I don't even, I can't know. This is a piece of junk. And I just paid $29.95 for it or whatever. That happens to us probably more often than we would like to admit. So 
those are the selling strategies that like make it sound really all sexy and great, but really underneath it, there's nothing more than just a crappy product and somebody that doesn't have good customer service and they don't deliver on their promise. So let's, let's use this car lot as an example. You'll, you'll see why in a little bit, why I'm choosing this example. So for let's just use it. We go to a car lot. Okay. My husband and I, we go to a car lot. We're looking for a new car. And we walk on the lot and we know what, well, you already know what's going to happen, right? You get on the car lot and you know that that salesman or saleswoman is going to come heading your way and they're going to be, and you are eye rolling in the back of your head thinking, oh my, here it comes. We're going to have to deal with this high pressure sales. And then if we do buy a car, we've got high pressure finance and they're trying to upsell me and all this extra insurance. Like you, we've all been through it. We've all been through it. So the salesman or saleswoman's coming toward you and you're thinking, oh my gosh, here we go. But this time the guy walks up and you, you already expecting that there's going to be some high pressure selling going on here. Oh, this is a gem of a car. It's great. It has this feature and this feature, and it just has new tires and it's only had one owner and it's only 39, 9, 90, 90, 99, right? You know how it's going to go. But this time. This person walks up to you and says, Hey, how are you? My name's Jim. You know, I'm loving this weather. How about, how about you? Are you loving the weather? And you're like, your defenses are up. So you're like, um, yeah, it's clearly a nice day. Dummy. Of course it's nice. It's 75 degrees outside. And you're thinking, oh, whatever. And then he, not to be deterred, he continues to have a very pleasant conversation with you. And he talking about like, Hey, did you see that news thing that just happened the other day where, you know, the high school band got awarded the something, something state, you know, he's bringing up some local event and, and then he's maybe talking about a local sports team or something. And you're thinking, okay, well, where's the hard sale going to come in here? I'm waiting for it any minute. He's going to be telling me about the car and the price and the tires and the owners, but he's not doing that. He's just having a conversation with you. And then he says, Hey, you know, tell me about a little bit more about what you're looking for. I want to make sure that, you know, if we even have anything that might be of help for you, but you know, tell me a little bit about it. And you still guarded. You say, well, we're, we're looking for a new car. We just need something a little bit bigger. Oh, okay. Well, do you have kids? Yeah, we have two kids. Okay. Well, great. How old are the kids? Do you have car seats in the car or you have like long-legged teenage boys? What, what's your status there? And now all of a sudden you kind of start going, well, you know, maybe this guy's not going to do the hard sell on me. Maybe he's like really interested. So you let your guard down a little bit more and you have a little bit more of a conversation with him. And in 10 minutes, you guys are best friends because he hasn't said a word about the car, not a word. He doesn't care about selling you a car. What he's trying to do is to get to know you. And he's interested in learning more about you and about what you need. Because what if on his car lot, he doesn't even have the right car for you. Wouldn't you like to work with someone who is just going to be super honest and say, Hey, you know, I, I get what you're looking for. And then he says, here's what I would recommend. I would steer clear of car A, B, or C. And here's why, because car A, they are notorious for the batteries going out. You're going to be replacing the batteries all the time. We see it a lot. B, car B, you're going to want to, that has alignment problems. They never drive right and they're gas hogs. So I probably would steer away from that. 
And, you know, car C might be okay for you, but I think that as your kids grow, you might end up running out of room sooner and you're going to end up looking for another car. So based on what you told me, I would recommend X, Y, and Z cars. This is your other two options, maybe. And he maybe honestly says, you know, we have one, but I don't think it's what you, I don't think you'll be happy with it. And here's why. And he's really legit telling you the truth. Now. I know I'm being stereotypical here, but I have a right to be, you'll learn why in a minute, but you know, he's being really honest with you. And you're thinking, dang, what happened to this guy? Like what planet did he fall off of? Because I've never met an honest car salesman before he's being really honest. And he basically says, you know, I don't think we have what you need, but I think that, you know, Joe Schmo motors down the street or the such and such a, you know, Toyota dealership or whatever, they usually have these types of cars. And you may want to just go check that out because I don't think we have what you want. I'd be really happy to help you. And if you want to check back or I can keep my eyes open for a car and see if we find one, I can call you, but no pressure. I just want you to, I want, I don't want you to get taken advantage of. I don't want you to get into something and then have car payment, all that. And it ends up only being able to serve you for a couple of years because your kids are growing. And this is what's going to happen. If And I, these would be my recommendations. And I've been, you know, doing this for a long time and blah, blah, blah. You and your husband leave the car lot and you think, oh my gosh, I, I don't even know what to say. That was the best experience I've ever had. Uh, that guy really wanted to know about us. Now, who are you? You might go to the Toyota place and you might check out their Toyota, but who are you really connect? Who do you feel connected with? The dude. You're going to go to the Toyota place and the Toyota guy's like, hello, and how are you? Let me show you my finest car. And it has all the things and da, 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 da. And instantly now you have a grid, you have a baseline. Now you have someone that you've worked with and you go, oh yeah, no, 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 no. And no, no on the Toyota man. No, I'm going to go back to my guy. And so you go back to the guy and you say, hey, listen, we went over to Toyota and it was kind of a mess. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, well, listen, let me see what I can find. Let me see if I can find one. Maybe we can buy one from another lot or something so that you can have a better experience. Let me see what I can find. I'll call you. Now you and the dude are having like weekend barbecues together because you're besties. Because here's what happened. Instead of trying to sell you something, I know you figured this out by now, but instead of him trying to sell you something, which is putting his interests ahead of yours. He just flipped the script and he said, now, well, I need to learn about you. What do you need? What do you want? Tell me about your family. How big are your kids? Like what, what, how can I really help you make sure that you get the best thing that's, that's that in my opinion, or based on my knowledge, you're going to get the best fit for your family, for what you need. He's more interested in the outcome for you than he is in the dollars for him. Cause he just walked away from a sale. He could have been the best salesman in the world, but he walked away from a sale. But what he got was a long-term loyal and probably referring customer because who are you gonna tell? You're gonna tell everybody you know about the dude over at you know Jim's car lot or whatever and say, you if you need a car, you gotta go talk to him because he is gonna shoot straight with you all the way, every day, all day. And that's how these, that's how we need to be when we're working with our own patients. That's what gives our quote business a bad name because there's so many times there's big high pressure, like high, big pressure package deals. And, you know, you got to have your spouse on the call 
And that might be okay for some people, but it's not, it's just not my style. That's just not what I do. Now I want to tell you a story, another story that has to do with cars. My dad is a car salesman. I grew up in the car business, in the car industry. And uh, recently we had a, a situation happen on the boat. Many of you know that I've been living on a boat for two years. And uh, we, my husband went to start the boat and there's two big, huge engines on the boat. And one of them turned over really nicely. And the other one, he turned the key and it wouldn't turn over. And I heard it and I came upstairs to where he was trying to turn the boat on. And I said, oh, that's a battery. And he looked at me. I said, oh yeah, that's a battery. The battery's bad. Check the alternator. We might have a bad battery. And he just looked at me and he goes, how do you know? I said, because I grew up. I know what that sound means. That means a battery. So I've grown up in this industry, but the coolest part of this is that my dad is that salesman that I just described to you. He's always been that way. And so when I watched him, I watched him lose a sale, so to speak, because he was more interested in the outcome for the customer that was coming to see him than he was in selling them a car. And I cannot tell you how many times people would find out that he was my dad. Oh, you're his. Oh my gosh. I bought so many cars from him and my kids now have bought cars from him and my neighbors and my parents. And he was the guy that everybody wanted to buy the car from because they knew he wouldn't steer them wrong. But he built that reputation and he built that into his business model so that he never, ever was the guy that said, oh, here's four tires and all the bells and whistles and it's only blah, blah, blah. He just never did that because he was more interested in the outcome. So here's the lesson. When you care about your clients or patients, when you care about them more than anyone else, you will have loyal patients and patients who will refer forever. You will have them forever. The difference is instead of being uh, doing like hard selling where you're trying to get them to buy your thing you do, you're heart selling. So it's a heart sell, not a hard sell. So stop trying to sell packages or programs or services or lining them up out the, you know, they're out the door and you get them in and you're just like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I just had this experience, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago with a patient who called me and said, I just went over and talked with somebody else. And that practitioner was trying to sell me into a $6,000, six week program. And I just don't think it's right for me, but they had like people on the phone, they were trying to chase me. And as soon as you start having to have a conversation with a salesperson, you might want to run. And not always, I mean, I can't, you know, I can't generalize that across the board. There are some that are good. But just have your feelers up because it might be more about the sale than it is about making sure that you're a good fit. So don't try and prove to them in your conversation. It's not about how smart you are. It's not about how many degrees you have or you were, you know, practitioner of the year, blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares. We are the ones that fall in love with our profession and our service and our training and our education and our business model. We fall in love with that. Patients don't give a rat's rear end about it. All they care about is their results and they want to know, can you help them? And yes, sometimes they're whiny and they're hard to work with, but your job as a clinician, my job as a clinician, 
and my job in caring for you as a practitioner, because I do both. My job, your, our job is to find out what is the problem. I got two kids in a car seat and I got two teenagers that have long legs. They're like in 10th grade. I got to fix the problem. What's the problem? I got big kids and I got car seats that are bulky. Can you help me find a car that will accommodate all of that? Can the patient come to you and say, here's my problem. I got a digestive problem. I get headaches all the time. I'm tired all the time. And my stress is through the roof. Can you find a car that fits me? Can you help me solve the problem? And your job is to be so committed to their results and their outcome that all you see, you see past the whiny, you see past the cranky because they get like that. You know, we all have patients like that, that are just more challenging to work with, but it's because they're just unhappy and not healthy. But our job is to see the results. And when we see the results, when the results become the carrot that hangs out at the end of the stick, now we're not chasing the dollars. What we're chasing is an outcome for them. And I'm more committed to do whatever I have to do to give you the information you need to say, here's the car I would recommend. Here's the solution that I would recommend. If you go down the Dr. Google route, which you can do, but here's what that's going to be. You're going to be cramped and you're going to be outgrown that car in a few months. If you go with, you know, a, a program, it, a group program, I'm just making this up, but you know, this over here, these might be the things that you'll encounter. And based on what you're telling me, this is what I think I would recommend this over here instead. And it might be something that you offer. And honestly, it might be something you don't do. I've turned away so many patients over the years because they're the, what the health challenge that they're dealing with isn't my area of expertise. Yeah, I could probably figure it out and I could put them on a protocol. I could probably get them better, but I honestly think they're going to get better results working with someone else who that is their specialty. Like you might want to go to the Toyota dealer down the street because that guy guy's got a whole bunch of those SUV kind of Toyotas and you're going to, that's going to be a better fit for your family. So when you do that, even if you don't get the sale, you don't get the conversion, you don't get that patient, uh, that person to come on and on board with you as a new patient, you've done the right thing by them. You've watched, you've said, this is the outcome that you need. I may not be the right person. I don't think I have anything to help you, but let me find someone who can. They will come back to you. They will send people to you because you did the right thing. You didn't make it about the money. You didn't make it about the sales. You made it about them and what their problem was and the solution that was best for them. So I hope this was inspiring for you. It's always inspirational for me to think about how can I better serve you? How can I serve you? How can I help you achieve the results in your business that you want? How can I help you make more money? It's not about you enrolling in one of my programs as much as it is me learning about what the problem is. What is it that you are dealing with? Where's your pain point? And do I have something to help you? If I do, great, here it is. Let's see if it can help. And if I don't, then I'm gonna say, ah, I don't have anything like that, but go down to the Toyota dealership because they've got something. Because it's not about me, it's about you. So friend, that's it for this week. A little long-winded, but I hope my stories were entertaining for you and they will help you as you have these encounters this week and in the weeks to come that you'll be thinking about how you can really serve and listen and sell, quote, from your heart 
rather than doing a hard sell into a program or a strategy or whatever it is that you're doing. Sell from your heart. People know that. They know where you're coming from. So for more tips, more information about how to serve more people, do it authentically and grow a super great business. Be sure that you get on my mailing list. Go to rondanelson.com forward slash join. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week on the Clinical Entrepreneur Podcast.